find yourself a booth, order up a cold one. This is the Spring Bar. Serial Drunk Watch Buyer, the Cali Wine Connoisseur, and the Florida Man. What do all three of these creatures have in common? A love for watches. This episode sees the introduction of our collections in number of watches, brands represented, and styles of watches favored. I'd like to encourage you to add to our virtual bar by sharing your wristwatch and drink checks with us on Instagram by hashtagging the Spring Bar Podcast. Remember, the drinks don't have to be alcoholic, but you have to be fun. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. I'm KC and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Florida Mike and Joe in the OC. Gentlemen, how are you on this fine day? KC, uh, doing real good today, doing real good. Super excited to be here, uh, joined by two of the greatest guys that, that I probably could have come across on Instagram. Um, glad we're able to put this together and sit down and, and have some cool conversations about watches. Joe, what about you? Cheers. Yeah, what what he said. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for this as this is our first episode of what hopefully will not be complete garbage and uh we keep doing for a while um but yeah i'm definitely excited to talk watches with you guys um yeah so i appreciate you guys meeting up with me cool so hey why don't we start the show with uh some re- wrist and drink checks um excuse me while i pop one open here gentlemen i'm gonna start so that's the sound we all want to hear right there. That, that little ASMR a little bit there for everybody. Yeah, look at that. Very See nice. that phone's going to shrink up a little bit. That's a good pour right there. Always about the good head. Well done. So, KC, what do you got on your wrist, buddy? What's in your glass? So, um, on the wrist today, I'm kind of dropping hints on um, Instagram, but this is my uh, Seiko Grey Ghost. It's uh, one of their AGS lines and um i think it stands for automatic generating system it's just like hybrid quartz watch it's pretty cool um yesterday i was wearing the starfish uh version which is uh my birth year watch if anyone has like a weird thing like that i, I have one um and then in the glass what was in the glass i've got in my uh this is a what 20 2018 world cup erdinger weissbier glass but i'm drinking a um hefeweizen which is one of my favorite um beers and i got i was privileged to uh spend a lot of time in germany actually graduated from high school over in germany really um yep yep my mother is a native um it's actually my first language um so see the accent i wouldn't have picked that i wouldn't pick up german from your accent (laughs) Well, see, I got thrown into American school real quick. Since my dad's a soldier, um, he put me in school real quick and I got learned. But uh, so I'm a pretty traditional guy and that kind of bites me in the butt, especially with this day and age. But traditionally, a manly man from Germany will drink a Hefeweizen. So if if you're ever in Germany, now you know. What about uh, Mike? What about you? So I didn't know what to wear for our inaugural episode for a wrist check. I could not decide. So I had my daughter pick it out, and I think she did a pretty bang-up job as to uh, picking up a good watch. This is, if you can see, uh, a 1972 Bulova Jetstar A. Um, and some people will get confused with the A and B. They'll think it's the, the same model. One came on a stainless steel bracelet. One came on a leather strap. That is not so. The A is the Coke version. The B is the what they call the Stars and Stripes version. Um, RC Cola. The RC Cola. It's it's a Pepsi. Come on, I'm a Pepsi guy. <laughs> yeah. So nah, this one. I gotta, be, I gotta agree with you. Definitely Pepsi, not this RC crap. The Pepsi for sure. Sad, um, sad little man. This one is uh, an automatic movement. It's uh. 
uh, an AS uh, 2066 base movement. So it's, it's been used uh, quite a bit, very reliable movement. Um, just an overall cool piece. This one I actually found, um, it was in pretty bad shape. This is one of the watches. If, if you people follow my Instagram, will see that uh, one of the ones that I've actually uh, reconditioned the case on all by hand. So it's just something fun that I like to do. Um, but it came out nice. And, and we'll probably talk about uh, more about that in future episodes. You know, maybe if we Definitely. get into watch mods or restorations Definitely. and things like that. Definitely. But, but that's You're what I got on the wrist. That's going cool. to be real important. That's, that's yeah. so cool, too. And watching like your before and after stuff. Yes. Always yeah. good. Always good. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate that. So in my glass, I am drinking um, a local beer. This is a local beer um, brewed by Sun Creek Brewery here in Central Florida. They're out of Claremont, Florida. This is one called the Claremont Champions Lager. Um, it is 4.3% ABV. And for those who are really into beer, it's 27 IBUs, which is good for me because I don't really like stuff that's super hoppy. Uh, to me, it just gives a... Um, a real strong aftertaste, but this one goes down nice and easy. Yeah, Great I, flavor. I don't, I don't really know all the IBU stuff very well. I I just kind of wing it, man. I'm like, yeah, that looks good. You know what really gets me? A can that has really good graphic art on there. Like, I, I'm, I'm illiterate, so if you show me a nice pretty picture, I'm like, bro, yes, I need that. It's, yeah, yeah, that would, that would definitely get my money. <laughs> it's colorful. Instagram is the medium for you. So, Joe, what you got? All right. So I am I am drinking a lovely sparkling California wine because I am in California and I'm not in France. So it's not champagne. It's a sparkling wine. Uh, luckily for me, the bottles come in single serving sizes. So we should be in for a really good episode. On the wrist is my wonderful caravel 999 that's what we're going to call that because i got a lady diver 333 on the bottom and a c hunter 666 up on the top on a pearl on strap because because joe because why not why not why not if you got the lady divers it's like you know they're they wear really well and uh, there's you know there's that whole question about gendered watches and and where they go with it for me personally, I have a couple and I wear them. I wear them regularly and the the dive watch, regardless of the size, is designed in such a way that it's it's incredibly legible. So even even like just looking at looking at this the, the dial there, it's killer. It's you know, from a distance, you can tell exactly what's going on. It's really, really clean. The watch itself is great. They're both hand wind movements. Um, the bezels are gorgeous. The dials are clean. The loom has gotten really. It, I'm sold. And, and, and I can attest to that because I actually have that same three three three. You do. Uh, you do. My handset is slightly different. It hasn't aged quite as well as yours, but it is very cool. I will say it's tiny, yeah, but cool. And I have yeah. a couple other lady divers as well. I do too. Um, I do too. And the, like the bracelet this one came on, I'm almost ashamed to put it onto this, but now it's a GMT. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it, I suppose. <laughs> that is one way to do it. To kind of get to know not only one another, but introduce ourselves a little bit to our audience, anyone who really cares to listen. Um, what is the current size of your collection, i.e. how many watches do you have? What types of brands are represented within your collection? And then, you know, what kind of styles or types of watches do you have and is any one type favored over another one i.e do you have more divers than field watches size somewhere north of 50 Loaded. don't ask me to count because i will probably hate myself for it um i am known on instagram uh, as a bulva collector um didn't start off that way um so my collection is represented by a lot of stuff, but of that 50 or so watches that I have, the, the Bulova and the Caravelle does rep represent a large chunk of that, excuse me. Um, but I have other brands and I don't know how much time we have, but I'm gonna read you this list here. And I made this list last night and actually impressed myself. All right, are we ready? Go. Tiso, Seiko, Skagen. Stop, stop, can you go back and do it in alphabetical order? No. 
<laughs> Invicta, Zodiac, Ruderon, Rado, Movado, Dolce and Gabbana, Matthew Tiso, Elgin, Timex, Vostok, or Wostok, or Boktok, however you want to say it, Fossil, Bavarian Chrono, Aragon. Good Speed, Gruen, Citizen, and a few watch mods that I have done over the years. Just when I thought we were done. And I rounded off nicely with a watch that has a ferret on the dial, which if my brother listens to the show, he will laugh at because that's sort of an inside joke between the two of us. Um, oh, funny. Thanks, Mike. So <laughs> that's that's kind of where my collection is. But that said, my types of watches is... I'm very much a diver watch guy. I like the the, the diver tool watch aesthetic. Uh, it just fits a wide range of activities. I mean, it doesn't have to be for diving. I mean, it's for anything. Swimming, working in the garden, you know, repairing cars, you know, at work, going out. You can dress it up. You can dress it down. Divers are pretty versatile. Mike, so I've got so a lot of those. How many? How much is your? How much your collection is vintage versus modern? Um, it's probably 60, 40 split, uh, 40 vintage, 60 modern. Oh, really? Okay. Um, which at the rate that I'm going, that's, that's the the, the scales are going to tip, you know, very quickly. I'm sure it's going to be a near 50, 50 split. And then it's probably going to go more vintage from there. Um, but that said, seeing as most of my collection is vintage, um, I like to collect a lot of uh, very crazy, funky um, dial designs, bright colors, crazy designs, uh, uh, roulette dial type of stuff, or, you know, my favorite type of secondhand is what I call a pylon secondhand. I'm sure you guys are pretty familiar with what those look like. Um, I'm a sucker for any type of watch. There you go. Joe's got one on that has a pylon secondhand. Um, it's just, it, it's the funky design that I like, you know, the things that you don't see very often, you know, uh, the conversation starter, something that you can walk into a room in and somebody's going to notice it. And then maybe you meet a new watch guy. So um, that's kind of my collection in a nutshell. So I think your, your collection has had a good effect on target. Cause when I saw what you had, I was like, this dude is someone I want to talk to. Uh, so your watches are killer, man. You know, and, and it's it's kind of cool that you said that because I just had a conversation the other day with somebody and we were talking about Instagram and and doing Instagram for the wrong reasons. You know, some people want to do it for the followers. Some people want to do it for the money. And I told him, I said, listen, the reason why I started to watch Instagram, A, is because I didn't want to overwhelm my personal account with watches, things that people just don't, you know, care about. Um, but I have some pretty cool pieces that I've been fortunate enough to find over the last 18 months or so. And they're, they're things that people just don't get to see. So I, I, I used yeah, to, like, no, we just got, we got, I got to stop for a second. It's like over the last 18 months, it's like from COVID from the start of COVID. And here we are, which, which like the thrill of the hunt part really comes into play there. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing that if you get into it and you can start that, that search, so you can amass a collection, not for a whole lot of money, which which you have done. Because anybody who takes a look and scrolls through your feed. Well, well until I add it all up, then then you try and tell me how much money I didn't spend. Oh, yes. I don't even want to think about mine. Yeah, but like the, the problem that I run into when I start thinking about it is because like, I, have a, I have a book and I keep track. Oh, and that's a bad thing to do. Oh, it, well, yes, I, I and, yes and no. Yes what and if no. your wife this? gets a hold of that book? She can hear. We come call on. that a paper trail? No, come on, no, no, come no. on, come on. She's not going to watch this. It's fine. <laughs> the The thing, though, is like you, you take a look at like what you spent right now on the vintage stuff. Maybe, maybe you could buy a Rolex from an AD if you could find one in steel. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like my collection, maybe. I didn't. Maybe. Wait, do I'm 80s really have good. Rolexes? I thought you could only buy those secondhand. Well, <laughs> well, that's a whole nother conversation. You gotta, you gotta know a guy. guy. You gotta yeah. know a guy. Exactly. You gotta know a guy's guy, guy. You gotta know a couple guys. So, so bringing it back, I, uh, 
I do the Instagram because I want to be able to share it with the watch fam who may otherwise not be able to see something like this or not know that it even existed. And it does, it starts conversations. I I met Joe that way. I met KC that way. I met a lot of people that way. And it's very cool to be able to have that medium to, to bring everybody together. And really uh, that's what I think. And the three of us can all agree. The point of this show is going to be is to open up this virtual bar space to bring everybody together and we'll get into more, you know, details later on about how we're going to do that. But, um, it's just, it's, it watches our way to connect with other people in a different way. And it's, it's very cool people. The watch fam is unlike any other group of people that I've ever been involved with. Um, so that's why, that's why I do it. You know, that's why I've gotten involved in the watches and why I continue to, to find some cool stuff to share with, like I say, people that may not have had a chance to see it before. So enough about me, Joe, let's talk about you. I'm, I'm in around the same space that you are. I've got about 50 and the only reason I've got about 50 is because I got two watch boxes that hold 24 slots each. And then I've got some that are in various states of repair. I lean heavily towards the ABC watches, Accutron Boulevard Caravelle. I've got a couple others. So like you, you, you went through a list. I can tell you, I've got a Miller watch and I've got some Seikos and then I've got a work watch and that's it. So you're uh, not a Budweiser guy? I'm not a Budweiser. No, I, I got, I got, there's not a Budweiser. It's, it's, it, it's a personal thing. We can talk later. Um, I have an Orient, JDM Orient and like everything else is Accutron Boulevard Caravelle. Uh, I lean heavily into the 666 divers and that's sort of a, a focus which is um which is i think how you and i started uh, probably was through the 666 probably because it's it shows up that way there's you know there's a, a whole bunch of people that are into the double divers and and the the hashtags that go with that so that oh, i have up. i have a dumb confession to make i am like oh. a superstitious person Orological confessions here it and is when i saw 666 i was like yeah that can't be in my watch box I don't know why. It just I was like, I can't. I'm inviting the devil. But this, I have it, one now. That is exactly why I went there. When I saw the 666 and realized that that other other watch brands were putting 660 rather than 666 ah. and Bolivar said, screw it, we're putting 666. I was like, yes. There, and my- if you look hard enough, there are a couple other brands, and I can't think of them off the top of my head, that actually have used 666. There are. It's there there's so, only a couple. And you like you you know you, you search, went far between. You search 666 watch, it'll show up. But Bolivar in the late 70s early 80s changed it to 660 on some of their quartzes and i don't have any of those yet i'm I'm not i'm not there yet because i'm trying to master the 666 collection first i've like i think i've got a full watch box of just just divers and then i've i've recently gone to the one in one out method so that i can try to try to get some serious kind of focus I guess. Where did you and, learn the one in one out method from, Joe? I, you know what? There's been a lot of people that have been talking about it. I've, I've, I've been reading from other collectors, and and they talk about this idea that if I'm if I'm going to buy a new watch, mm. it needs to be better than something that I've already got, and I need to make room for that to do it. And like you know, the, so the the mm. the idea is that your your collection funds itself. I and do that from time to time, but not very often. The, well, you know it. It, it's kind of it's kind of a, a a question about how much space you got, and I do it to justify new purchases. So I'll buy stuff, but if I'm having a hard time with, uh, should I, should I not? What can I sell to justify it to myself? And it works that way. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that kind of that kind. Of, and, and I have you know, as you start to focus on on what you're doing, like I'm, I'm certain that at some point we'll talk about you know the watches that will never leave. And you know you've got you've got that. If, if I have to justify buying another watch box, I, I think I'm going to have to buy my wife a purse to go with it. There, there, there will be concessions that will have to be made. So. Is that all? That's pretty easy to get by. I don't know what brand that purse is. That's still that's a good trade though. Could be, could be, may not be. Hard to say. I wish I had that option. Well, you may need to negotiate that. So, <laughs> Casey, what you got? Where are you at? 
Uh, so I had to quickly count because I'm not as prepared as you guys. Um, I have about 35, so I guess I don't have as many as you guys do. I've got everything from your luxury Swiss watches down to no-name quartz pieces. Um, and, and I described it earlier when we were first meeting up that essentially my collection is like a drunk guy in a fight. I'm like swinging at everything, not really landing any punches, just got a lot of it. Um, and then a general theme of my collection is I was drunk when I blank bought this sign, bought this uh, Computron, bought this Speedmaster. Uh, yeah, my, those are uh, some I, pretty good drunk purchases. Yeah, oh drunk, drunk you've got good taste. Yeah. Well, I've, I've developed this thing where like, I wake up and go, oh, crap, what's going to show up in the mail? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've got, so I've got Boulevard, I've got Caraval, I've got Omega, Seiko, Hamilton, Casio, Commodore. Commodore is obscure. I have some like obscure things. Um, so not like the computer, but just a genuine digital watch made by Commodore. Timex, Uzi, like the weapons manufacturer. Um, so I got an Uzi, HMTs, uh, which is an interesting topic that could lead into Frankenwatches. Um, oh, I know what happened to you there, buddy. <laughs> but I uh, fell got, into that same trap, and Joe knows what I'm talking about. It was shiny. Uh, exactly. <laughs> carrying on, I've got a, a German watch uh, from Junkers, which is an old airplane mm. manufacturer. I got cool. a Vario, and then I've got some weird stuff that doesn't even have a name. Like I've got a Camaro watch that I think was given out at dealerships. Oh, and wow. I have this really cool watch that my father was. So when he was a company commander back in the, uh, I want to say early 2000s, the army was like, here's a bunch of craptastic watches you can give your soldiers. And if your soldiers are ever late, now you can counsel them and say, you provided a watch. And uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's really interesting. I got to play with it. I got to put a new quartz battery in there. But it's just something that most people would never know existed. And that's what I like about collecting. I like finding the things that people don't know about. So. All right. So then moving, moving into our next bit. So, Casey, uh, what, I, I got three questions. Let's, let's, let's we'll run through them. What's your current favorite? Um, so... As far as the one that would get the most uh, wrist time, it would be um, the Vario that I have here. Um, and throw it up here real quick and let it adjust. But this is a Vario trench, trench watch that I got off Kickstarter. Um, and it's supposed to look like what a trench watch looked like in World War One. The, the origin of horology uh, and military timepieces, and this one I was I was gonna get promoted to sergeant um, when I ordered it, and I was like, I'm gonna go give this as a gift to all my military family members for me becoming a non-commissioned officer. Um, so I had all these custom pieces made. I had them engraved as well. Um, so a little tough to read there, but the top part that I you know, super secret squirrel blacked out was my name. Uh, it's got engineer because I'm an army engineer. And then Tadigan Iracht, which is Gaelic for nothing without effort, which is my family's motto. Um, and so I had these pieces made for everyone. I've got one for my father, who's an infantryman. And my little brother, who's also an infantryman. Um, and then my youngest brother, he's about to ship out next week when this, uh, he'll be gone when this airs. But he's going to go off to Marine Corps boot camp and get completely crushed. Um, but this should be a good time for him. But this is this is the watch that gets the most wrist time because it means so much to me. I don't have any heirloom pieces, so I've made this my heirloom piece. This is what nice. this is where it that's, starts. That's very cool. That's something that'll get passed down then. So so let me if I could interrupt you for a second. So you sound like you come from a military family, and you probably are yourself. <laughs> Right, right. So um, I'm not like a super secret squirrel guy. I'm not even active duty. Um, I'm in the Army National Guard. Um, but I do come from a really heavy military family. My literally every male on my father's side is served. There has not been a single break in service. 
for I want to say almost five generations. Wow, um, that's very cool. Very cool. If I could, on on behalf of Joe and myself, uh, thank you and your family and, and your fellow brothers and sisters and in, in the military because it's it's because of people like you that you know people like us can do what we do and have the freedom to talk about watches and collect watches and, and drink beer and sit down with each other and, and, you know, have conversations like this. So really hats, hats off to you, Joe, uh, Casey. So I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you guys support. Definitely. So, so about that Vario, that's wire lugs too, right? Oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that it does have wire lugs yeah. that this is like a specially made strap that yeah. screws. Yeah. Um, I don't right. wear it on the bunt strap because I, I didn't like the extra material. No, you you don't like the bunt. You know nah. that's a weird one because it works well for really small watches, but like larger stuff, like you see people with Daytonas and that that'll yeah. be a no whole other topic. All right, bunt, bunts on watches it. is like leather on divers. Oh, really? Oh. You're gonna go there? You're gonna go <laughs> Not there? right okay. now. We'll okay. do that one another day. Okay, I see you. All right, so then Casey, what's your current favorite? Um, excuse me. The one that's like getting my obsession right now is my drunk purchase here. And I've been stalking uh, Computron for a while. And there it is. I've got this running piece and it, there it's it is. cool. It's a and it kind of reminds me, new, man. It's not a reissue. Not a reissue. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. So it's uh, an N6. Nice. Uh, actually, I guess it's over. Yeah, whatever. It's there. It's N6. We'll have better um, pictures up on the screen. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, obviously I was intoxicated when I purchased it, but I've been I've been tracking them for a while. Um, and I'm going to have to start buying drunk because right? you're doing well. Right? I, I have so much courage when I'm <laughs> Liquid courage. <laughs> yep, pretty freaking much. I'm like, nothing bad could happen. Let's just <laughs> buy now. Oh, famous last Buy it now. There. <laughs> I didn't even put a bid on it. I didn't even bid. I was like, "Here's your full asking price." I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> We're not even good at dicker. So you're the kind of people that I like to sell to, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but so what just... I like about it, so it's a driver's watch, right? Yeah. It's supposed to sit on your your wrist and then you know click it, and you can see while you're holding the steering wheel. Um, but I also kind of, I'm not a huge like sci-fi guy, but um, Freaking Cylons! I can't remember what series. Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yeah. So this reminds me of like the a phaser Cylon. tells you. Yeah. So that that is the one that has my current obsession right now. <clears throat> okay. House is on fire. What watch do you grab? Um. So that would definitely be my my Speedmaster. Uh, this is the Speedy Reduced. Um, Ooh, there's a story there. Yeah. So. This was this is the watch that started it all for me and my father. My father, um, he is a immigrant himself. He immigrated from Scotland, and you know it was it was kind of like a rough going for him until he got into the army. The army was his his way to get his feet underneath him. But he always said one day I'm going to own a Speedmaster because this is the watch that went to the moon. This is the pinnacle of our achievement as a nation, and so he wanted that. Um, and then I always said, I'm going to have one too. And then, you know, I, I graduated college and I, I slummed it a little bit on construction sites and finally landed a, and I don't want to be, you know, not, nothing bad against people who work in construction. It was just not for me. All right. I I'm soft. That was, that I did construction, uh, in a roundabout way. Um, and it's not, it's, it's hard work. It, is it absolutely is. So I get you there. So yeah. like I'm a soft individual and I landed a soft job clicking a keyboard and I was making enough to be able to afford this. And yeah, I bought this one drunk too. Um, <laughs> I bought a speedy reduced drunk, he said. You say that like it's bad. Yeah. So this I do want to point out that I, had, I, I bought sober. I want to point out that there was a boulevard on the moon. Just um let's let's just make let's just make that clear. There was a boulevard on the moon. Because I, because I, the Omega failed. Just I, I saying. Don't know just how saying. Much I believe that. You know. Oh, buddy. Oh. Dave Scott. 
There's another conversation. Put that Sorry. one on the list of topics. We'll there, get we'll, into that. We'll, one I'll write it down. I'll put it on yeah. the I'll put it on the note. That's there the you one. Go. Well, See? not exactly, but cool. not exactly, but yeah, not exactly. The, I wish the it was more. Right? Oh man, how much? I've yeah. seen dudes modify this. They'll buy the one that doesn't have the date window, swap out mm-hmm. the dial, do the patina mod. I've been wanting. Cool. Yep, I think and, I've and seen throw, the throw one some, that you're faux, referring to. moon dust in it too. The oh, the no crap. date version where they they media blast it to make it look like that one, and then they do the Fotina Loom on it. It looks fantastic. And if so, I would want to do that to this, but I just don't want to spend the money on buying a whole nother freaking watch and then butchering it. You know, watch. It's simple. If you go back to the sandbox, take it with you. You'll be fine. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Watch mod. And then we'll we'll get into that another day. That's that's a whole other (coughs) topic of conversation too. Watch mod. Something I'm very well versed in. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. So, Mike, same three questions, all right? So, for you, what's, uh, what's your The watch name? I wear the most. Ooh, start there. Watch you wear the most. So, this one wins by default because uh, this is the one that I wear to work the most. So, it spends a good eight hours a day on my wrist. Um, and speaking of watch mods, it is what I call the Seiko that never was. That's this cool. is the Comex. Seiko Comex Diver uh that there was never a seiko comex diver so in the the seiko world i get a lot of flack for this watch um really yes i have actually that Um, surprises me that's because it says comex and people who are seiko enthusiasts are very passionate about their seikos Uh, and when you put something on the dial that was never there originally they have a problem with that so this one is it kind of you know takes that aesthetic i mean it's it's a dive watch uh, you know i'm not sure why whoever decided to make these dials made it under the seiko name but i mean it's cool i, I like it i put the the sword hands that are um reminiscent of the older rolexes and i believe the the older omega 300s used to have uh sword hands like this too so yeah. and i like the the omega style so that's why i put it on the the current no time to die nato and the color scheme just ties it all together. So so one of the critical elements for a homage watch to me is not that it's a one-for-one facsimile of what it's homaging, but that you've somehow changed it, modified it, made it better. So you got the Seiko logo on there and Comex, and you've, you've changed it up to not be that Rolex. This has been modified essentially to be better. And if better means suiting you, hey, go for it. And then this one is a, like we were saying, a watch mod. So this actually started life as an Invicta 8926OB, which it's is- It's not the, even a Seiko? It's Damn. not even a Seiko. It, it's Seiko powered and then it has the NH35 oh. Seiko movement in it. But this was an Invicta Pro Diver. Wow. Um, it had the Invicta deep. branding on the side and all that. So, so you this, made this whole it thing better been... because it's not an Invicta anymore. That's what's well, up. You know what? I can't <laughs> knock Invicta. Because I started collecting Invictas. I had a lot of Invictas. I have gotten rid of a few of them. But I have a hard time staying on the Invicta train with a lot of the stuff that they're putting out these days. It's hard to get behind. But if you look in their catalog deep enough, you will find they have some cool stuff, i.e. what this used to be, the Pro Diver. Um, But this has been debranded, which is essentially you're just sanding the case down until you remove all the old Invicta engraving. It's been rebrushed. Um, I did keep the Invicta uh, bezel insert and the bezel itself, um, but everything else is pretty much different. I did put some uh, very small chamfers on the case. This is my first time ever doing that. Um, so they're, they're subtle, but they are there. You can notice them you know, when the sun hits it just right. Um, again, this view isn't all that great, but we'll have it up on the screen if it hasn't been already. Um, but it's just a cool watch. It's great to wear. Again, it's a diver. I can bang it up i can get it wet i can get it dirty rinse it off and it keeps on going so that's my gets worn the most watch all right so then that what's your current favorite what do you love my current obsession piece we're gonna go back to Bolova again and don't put this one on the screen yet i'm gonna read you <clears throat> some colors 
All right. Just so that our listeners can paint a visual in their heads of what this watch is going to look like. Go for it. Gold. One. White. Two. Black. Three. Orange. Four. And a shade of yellow that can only be described as mustard nozzle crust yellow. Five. Or as my daughter likes to call it, butterscotch. Ooh, butterscotch. Or you could also say it's 70s appliance yellow. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, throw that picture up so people can see what it looks like. I'm talking about the 1973 Bulova Jetstar F. And if you would have told me that those particular combination of colors would have gone together and made this watch as gorgeous as it is, I would not have believed you. I saw this watch in a photo, which was actually had to have been doctored up because it was a very bright yellow. And I thought I need to have one of those. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, upon further research, you can see that the yellow isn't quite as vibrant. Um, I didn't even realize it was a gold case, um, until I looked a little further into it as well. And it kind of turned me off on it. And then for a while I thought, no, I don't want to buy it. I don't want to be disappointed with it. Long story short, one came up on eBay and I bought it. It came to my door and I text Joe. I said, Joe, the watch is here. I do not want to open the box because I do not want to be disappointed with it. Right. Butch up. The old don't meet your heroes. Right. (laughs) So I let it sit for probably about a good hour going back and forth. Should I open it? What should I do with it? Am I going to be disappointed in it? I open the box and I cannot tell you how excited I was with it. This thing in person is absolutely gorgeous. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think you did. I think you did a great, a great job with that one because i know you've been looking for a while we've talked about it a lot we've talked about it on, on more than one occasion and, um, and in fact to fact find this we, one i was looking for one as well it's like, not not for myself but it's like all right you know i knew you were looking it's like okay cool when one shows up and you had already you already found it by the time i i mentioned that i saw one so what was actually cool about this one this is an ebay buy which a, a lot of my vintage watches do come from ebay um, it was listed as needing a new stem and crown because the seller said it did not fit. It was too short. Um, so the first thing I did was open it up, tried to fit it in there so I could wind it and just confirm that it ran, which it did. It runs beautifully. It keeps good time. Um, but the problem was, is the, the crown was um, not screwed in properly. Or, or no, uh, what it was is the gasket was not in the uh, crown. Right, it wasn't right, right. pushed in all the way. It wasn't, it wasn't seated right. So it wasn't allowing that stem to fully engage. Um, so a little bit of finagling, pushed it down in there, pops right in, winds up perfectly, runs great, no problems with it at all. So Isn't I that was the able best, to... though? Like it's a simple problem. Accutrons that have the battery in upside down, just a, a real a real simple fix. Just you know, screw the case back on right. I but bought see, a watch that, that was advertised as needing a new battery, and it was an automatic watch. Right? <laughs> I've seen right? Too. So good. Yeah. So it's like, not, oh, it, needs, not, it needs a new battery. It's like, I, I know that watch. That's an automatic. Ha, ha, take it. <laughs> Quote, unquote, not sure how old the battery is, but automatically winds great. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that in a listing fairly recently, too. Um, but that's, you know, the, the thrill of the hunt. You know, finding exactly. watches like this that, exactly. that may need a little bit of finagling to get running, but you can get it at yeah. a great price. This thing looks phenomenal. I mean, there's a few. You paid less than a hundred for that, right? One, yeah, I did. I did pick up for under a hundred dollars. I am working diligently, diligently to turn Mike into a completist. Super awesome, dude. It's real. It's really cool. All right, Mike. So, what's your burning house watch? So, burning house watch. Okay, I kind of cheated here because when we talked about this show, we said guys were picking free watches that we're going to talk about, right? Okay, we got to the topic of burning house watches. I thought. Hands down, I know exactly what I'm going to pick, but there's a problem with that watch, and I'll explain to you what that problem is. Okay, so this is a piece that was given to me for Father's Day, this past Father's Day, actually, by my daughter. Um, it is a, a wood watch. The case and the dial are completely wood. It's on a leather strap. Very cool. Very light if you've never handled a wood watch. You put it on the wrist, and you completely forget that it's there. Um, but on the back, again, this is hard to see on camera, but we'll put it up on the screen for everybody to see. There's a, 
an inscription engraved into the wooden case back. And gentlemen, I would be lying to you if I said there were not tears when I read this. It says, to my dad, I'll always be your little girl. You'll always be my hero, always and forever. And so this, there's, there's a picture of a father swinging a little swinging girl. Swinging the daughter as if they were out playing That's in the awesome. yard. It's a sentimental touch. Absolutely. So how can I let this thing burn in the house? It's right? also because it's a wood case, it's really flammable. So let's <laughs> let's be precise. So if we're being real, this is probably burning with the house. <laughs> Unless you grab it. All Unless right. I have it on the wrist when I'm running out of the house. But if okay. I'm not, it's probably burning with the house. I hate to say it. But so that leaves me so, to a second option. So is that is that getting passed back down? Oh, that's a great question. It's going to have to. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. And you know what? That brings up another good question. What will the wood do in 30, oh. 40 years time? You better start seasoning that sucker. Oh. What's going to happen to the... I never thought of that until just you gotta, now. You got to get the nose grease on there. Use the nose grease. What kind of patina do wood watches have? Yes. That's an interesting question. It's worked really well for no masks in Japan. It's worked really well for uh, Stradivari violins. I think you'll be okay. You just got to make sure that it stays hydrated. So our topic. Asking the hard questions. Our topic for episode 3052 will be, what do our wood watches look like today? <laughs> Mike Jr. Jr. When we're a bunch of <laughs> severed heads that have been frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that leaves me to have a second option. So if I'm already in the burning house, I'm coming out with something, right? I'm not just right. going to, well, too bad, so sad. So I have this. This is a early 70s. I'm not quite sure what the exact year is. It's a, a Rado Diastar. Um, oh, yeah. This is actually a very cool piece. It's um, incredibly cool. This is... And I tried to uh, get a picture to put up on the screen that shows this crystal is probably one of the first things you notice. It is a multifaceted crystal. It is yeah. not flat by any stretch. Um, it reflects the light like a diamond. It really does. If you get this thing out in the sunlight, it is incredible to look at. Um, it is a tungsten case, so it actually adds a lot of weight to the watch for the size no that it is. Dude, the it's only time I've heard about tungsten too, is like it's, weapons. Yeah, it's got that hefty bezel, man. That's that's a. It's yeah. How's the wrist presence on that, that big? So let me put it on real quick for you. It's it's a little on the small side. Uh, I don't have my calculator here to measure it, but AC, it's probably he's model it. Probably oh, wow. thirty six millimeters, maybe. It's it's that time at the spring bar. Ooh, that wears good though, man. So it wears very nice. It's got a high profile though, right? Oh, dude, yeah. it's uh, what Darth Dreadnought or whatnot from Spaceballs. <laughs> Dark helmet. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Dark helmet. The Schwartz. So this one also has the original bracelet, although it's it's a a aftermarket clasp. It's not the original Rottle clasp, but it is the original bracelet. Um, and the cool thing that I like about this the most is it has an ETA, uh, the 2824, but it is the first generation 2824. So it's not a 2824-1, 2824-2. It's a 2824. This is the movement that started it all. Cool. So it's, it's very cool. It's a very cool piece. And what makes it even more special is this is actually my only heirloom piece. Um, this was given to me by my girlfriend's father. Uh, oh. We spent some time in Puerto Rico, uh, where she's from, uh, for Thanksgiving last year. And he brought out some watches that he was showing me. He had this one. He had another Rado Diastar, a couple other odds and end pieces. And I just absolutely went over the moon with this one. That is um, That's awesome. Beknownst to me, when we left, he had given it to her and said, give it to him when you guys get home. So we had gotten home. We were unpacking. I saw it in her bag. I said, what the heck is this doing here? She goes, my dad wanted you to have this. Oh, that's so so cool. if there's not another bring a tear to your eye moment, I mean, if wow. that's not the ultimate acceptance into the family, I don't know what it is. Wow, man. Jeez. So that's, 
So if I get the chance, I'm taking both the wood watch and the Rado. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Tough. They that's, both got to go. Great. Yeah. So maybe I should keep those two in a, a fireproof safe. You I don't know. Someplace. Yeah, those, those need to be someplace special. Might well, be a, a good idea. So to 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 follow along, the one that I wear the most is the Mill Ships reissue from Bulova. That's very cool. I bought this sucker new. This is not the limited edition version. This is the standard edition. And there's because a reason it's so behind cool. that. It's incredibly cool, but he, like it's 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 a it's funky, it's weird, it's thick. Incredibly cool, but also controversial for one reason. A couple. And that is it didn't get issued. Well, there's that part too, but it's more about the 16 millimeter lugs. Oh, right, right. Tiny, that does tiny bracelet. Me. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It wears incredibly well. It's I mean, it's a strap whore almost, if one one would allow such language. It really is. It really is. Like I've got so it cut the, the strap that this one came on, the, the limited edition comes on a black strap. This one came on kind of a like a deep sea gray blue something. Mm -hmm. And I put it on this MOD MOD gray. It's it's just absolutely phenomenal awesome. on that gray. It is. It works really well. I've got a bond as well. The bond, the bond's okay. The gray is okay. Not so much. You show. You gave me a couple options. You sent me pictures one day. I did. And said, Which one do you like? And I said, hands down, the gray. I, I, I put on a tropic as well. I've got a sixty milliliter tropic, and it just you know, like the way that the lugs work. It didn't. It didn't come across. The the bezel itself. It's like a push to click bezel. It's mm -hmm. killer. The the bezel itself has got kind of a, a bronze to it. Uh, not quite Fotina, but close. The, the loom has been aged just a little bit. It's got the the um, pH water sensor that they just threw onto the dial. So the story, the, the story is this watch was going to be developed by Bulova. This is when Omar Bradley, five-star general Omar Bradley, was head of Bulova post-war. This is in the mid-50s. The pre-seal so the you know, udt underwater demolition teams were looking for a watch they were looking for something that was going to be waterproof and there was the mill spec that was involved bulova went through the process they had put together a variety of different options the, the watch had had failed and then passed and then failed and then passed and was going to go past muster it was going to be approved they changed the spec right. and then the story is that because of Bradley's military contacts, mm. they let him know, it's like, we're really only looking at about a thousand pieces. This is 5859, which is right before Accutron comes out. So the, the deal is, do we want to spend the effort, spend the R&D to really take, you know, change, to look at this change in spec, make the watch work, or do we spend our money trying to develop Accutron the first electronic, really hyper accurate, went to the moon, part of the lunar missions, part of the satellites, you know, Accutron. Or do we build a thousand watches for the Navy? And really, they, they made the right choice there. I, I agree. I agree. And so they dropped out Tornick Rayville, right? Tornick goes and he starts importing Blanc Pond 50 Fathoms because you got you to fulfill the Buy American part of the whole process and they get the commission Bulva had dropped out so KC has not been issued however now is issued so so I, that's a question I'm not saying that as a hater because like I, I love, no, 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 I I'm, love I'm, I'm with you I'm with you I love it so let me ask you this uh-huh so Casey's holding up the lunar pilot yeah. And you have the mill ships. I do. Casey's watch is very much a reissue of something that has already been done. Yours has never been in production. So does that make the mill ships a reissue watch or is this a first run watch? First run. It is a Because I've heard a lot of varying opinions on that. There, I am on the first run. I, I like that. Of the conversation. I, I get on board. Allow me, allow me to, allow me to, um, Pontificate. There are at most 11 to 13 
examples there are potentially maybe 300 versions of the movement they went with a very specific movement which was redolent of the a17 movement mm -hmm. the the hand wound military movement that was in the watches that were issued for korea and they they had a very specific one for this this watch that they changed and it was it was only for this watch it has a different different movement holder a variety of other specifics however the they don't show up there aren't a whole lot of them the moon watch you'll never find have been maybe a one two or three versions only it was a prototype yeah. you can find on a universal geneve in a photoshop of one setup they have a and it's a ug branded lunar watch the exact mm -hmm. same case exact same dial exact same sub dials that apparently they supplied to bulova bulova put their put bulova on it kept everything else the same kept the tack the same kept the pushers the mm -hmm. same dave scott got that and took it to the moon with him as his secondary piece so when the, when the crystal popped off of his Omega, he took that onto his second EVA. So there's a bulb that's been on the moon, but because it was not issued to NASA, he kept it. And, and he was the, able to sell it. Well, the story about that is phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. he, he he got it back from the moon. He kept the watch and he put it in a safe deposit box. And there were, people were asking, like, oh, yeah, what watch did you bring? He's like, oh, yeah, it was a Waltham. And then he looked into the safe deposit box like, oh, <laughs> it's a Bulova. <laughs> Bulova says, hang on. They go through the process. They start to go the reissue. They put in the, 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 the massive quartz movement that they've been using, that, that uh, almost high-accuracy quartz, but you know, 262 hertz precisionist movement so it's almost got the sweep second and it's really really close it's it's a really great movement but they expanded the size and it went from i think like a 39 or a 40 which is what scott's watch was it's like a 42 or 44 so it wears a little bit big but they kept the proportions about the same it's a great watch it's a great it's watch. a great watch and it's it one is, that it's, i don't have that i wish i had i i've always debated because you know the, not, i got a six and a half inch wrist it sucks on it but the story right. alone makes me wear it. Right, right. And, and like they just did that limited edition reissue with the bronze and the kind of the gray. And it's like titanium. Right, right. Well, you know what I see the Lunar Pilot as? I see it as the other moon watch. It's the moon watch that us lay people can buy because we can't afford a Speedy. Yet you have a Speedy and you still have a Lunar Pilot. So I think you should see? get this one of them. See, now hang on. You go with this other moon watch thing. Hashtag other moon watch. To me, that is the Accutron astronaut, hands down. Gordo Cooper wore one. It's it's been in most of the satellites. It's in all of it, it's on the moon still. It's probably, it is still indeed. Probably the battery's still working. Come on. And and to your point though, th this is this is a collector's piece. This is of horological significance. And I'm I'm holding up the lunar pilot. Whereas sometimes this is really just the status symbol. And it's unfortunate I can agree that with that's that. happened. But Ooh. the point being, though, like you've got the reduced, and when you start looking into the Speedmaster world, when you start like because the let's face it, the designations for the Speedmaster, unless it has a nickname, Dark Side of the Moon, Gray Side of the Moon, White Side of the Moon, Snoopy, Silver Snoopy, uh, Ultraman, unless it's got a specific nickname, it is a what nine, ten, twelve, fourteen digit number. Yeah, it, I'm sorry. It's like my, my head's full of Bulova stuff because I, I, I found my lane and I'm going to stick in it. Mm -hmm. So, well, you know, it, say gets, though, it gets to be if weird. I were, if I were to get a speedy, I'd be okay with the reduced. I know I there's a lot of people who are professional only. There's nothing wrong with it. I got no problem with it. The speedy reduced, it's a little bit smaller. It, it's a it's an it, automatic movement. It sits so well on me, man. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. If, if, yeah, I were, I, if I'm going that route, that's that's probably going to be it for me. I would. And, but, and I think because we're vintage guys, we don't mind that smaller size. Well, well, because I've been, I've been thinking about it and I'm thinking that I might need to get like the F 300 movement, the, uh, the, the tuning. The Omega. Yeah. Cause they did a, a sort of Speedmaster version of that too. It's like, maybe that's where I go because that's, that's the blend of the two. Yeah. So the one that I'm wearing the most, 
The one that I'm currently upset. That's what I wear the most is, is this this mill ships. But before you move on, can we can can I make one more point about that mill ships? That Bulova did a phenomenal job, and it, it's probably the first. I know we're not going to call it a reissue, but the first re-edition, can I say, just for the purpose of this argument, that they stuck with the original dimensions of what Ooh, it was. I I I will I will stop you there. I will oh. stop you there because I have the orange dial devil diver, which is identical. All right. Yep. You're right. You're right. Identical to that. my vintage oceanographer V. I'll give you that. You're right. Same, same dimension because the the first reissue was 44. This one's like 38, 39. It's like visually, you're not gonna you're not gonna see a difference. It's and and now that you bring that up, um, the surfboard reissues, the mechanical, the the mechanical one. That one is yeah. also all right. So well, see, I've been drinking. All right. So what's the next? Continue watch? on. My, my current my current obsession, my current obsession, birth year watch. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not self-conscious anymore. Oh, no, you're not. This sucker. This is my obsession watch, too, Joe. It's, it's so cool, man. It is. It's incredibly cool. So the close-up, you're going to be able to see the the, the hour markers, which if they're, it's plexiglass. It's got a bevel to it. It's got the, the loom underneath it. Plain white hands, white stick, seconds hands, day-date movement, stainless steel bezel, Stainless steel case that's chunky. It's like if I'm getting in a bar fight, you're wearing that one. one. Absolutely, this is the one. That'd be a horrible the case, way to the, the bracelet. God, the bracelet's just it's solid. It's a chunk of chunk of burning love. Man, it and this was this is a watch. I remember when it, it actually showed up. This was an Instagram purchase. The the mill ships oh. I bought new. And I, I bought I bought the non-limited edition because it doesn't have Swiss on the dial, which the limited edition has Swiss on the dial, and the original, the original is not on the dial. Now, okay, it's a Japanese movement, but it doesn't have Swiss on the dial. So, hey, right? Why? If we're gonna if we're gonna make it right, let's make it right. Mm -hmm. This sucker also doesn't have Swiss on the dial, but it's probably a Swiss movement. But that's uh, neither here nor here. Really, it doesn't say Swiss on there. No, not at all. This sucker, I it I love it. I don't wear it enough. Because it's like it's like a favorite song, and I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it special, and it's a special occasion watch. I wore it on my birthday. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't put it on that much. It's, it's a god. It's good. It's really good, and I've got, I've got some pretty solid, pretty rare six 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 watches. This happens to be. This is just my favorite. It and might, this one is. No, go ahead. It might be more. It might be more favorite than my green dial snorkel. It really, really, might. it really might. Really, yeah. That says so. a lot. Sansa. Well, and so just from a historical perspective, uh -huh. you tracked it down to your year. Did you track it to a month or anything? No, I, I don't know that there's a way to do that. There's, I mean, you might you might be able to look at. There's there's a. There's no serial number on the back. Well, no, that's wrong. There is a serial number on the back There's of the case. There's a serial number, yeah. But to find the serial... So when Bulova has switched hands two or three times over its course of existence, uh, a lot of the records have been lost. Uh, really, the only way they were able to tell the years is because they're stamped on the back with the letter and the, and the number code. Yeah. But the, they, anything to do with the serial number is, is pretty goes, well that Everybody lost. else is better. Every every single other brand is so much better when it comes to records. This the one's down to the month for me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The Bulova records were thrown in the trash. So the serial number might be able to give me some of that, but yeah. nobody knows. So that, that was the watch that you are most infatuated with now, but if the house is on fire, what's up? All right. The watch that I will go... And save from the house in the event that it's burning is this. This is bow of a brigadier, white gold plate, tiny, tiny. It is micro small. I think probably a reverso will be a little bit bigger, but maybe not by much. I mean, it's it's tiny, but it's it still got, wears well. It's, it's oh, incredibly well. And it's got this massively domed crystal. This was my great grandfather's watch. Whoa. Wow. I found it 
my grandmother died one month before her 100th birthday. And I went back home for, to, to Texas where she lived where to, for the funeral. And my mother was kind of going through her jewelry and she'd picked out stuff for my female cousins. She's like, why don't you take a look? And, and she, gave, she gave me my great-grandmother's wedding ring to give to my wife, which amazingly fits her. And so we wear these two things together. And then I, I saw wow. this watch. That's awesome. It's it, it's it's incredible, but mm -hmm. the story gets a little, like it had his name on the back of it, so that's that's how I knew that it was his. It so was the watch, watch is engraved. Oh, cool. Not engraved. No, no. It was it was in it was written in and on a piece of paper in her handwriting oh, okay. with a piece of scotch tape holding it over on the back. Oh. Okay. Right. Is it still there? It's not. It's not still oh. there because because the watch didn't work, and I found my watchmaker. It's a guy that I've been using for the last 10 years. And it's it's a fantastic relationship. He he has accounts with Swatch Group. He works on vintage Rolex. He works on he 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 trained at Patek. And we we have established a relationship that's phenomenal. And he has he's done all my vintage watches, but this one, this one was the first. And it was kind of a litmus test. He took it in, he brought it back, and we've been we've been good friends ever since. So that's the watch that I would save from a burning building. Just the fact that it's my family heritage, it's a watch that my son will have without question. And it's mm -hmm. also the thing that sort of established my relationship with my current watchmaker. So episode number two, vintage collecting. Um... A lot of people are afraid to get into vintage collecting uh, because of the money aspect, the maintenance of them. Um, there's there's a lot of pros and cons into vintage collecting. Uh, that's, I think, going to be a long topic, and it's great that we're going to have three different opinions on that. Um, so that'll be episode number two, along with the continuing story of our stories. Our origins, how we got started in watches. Origin um, stories. Origin stories. Yeah. Spider bites. Did Peeking somebody out. inspire us? Did we get into it on our own? <laughs> um, you know, things like that. So I how have some questions. How drunk was KC when he started? How drunk was KC <laughs> when he started? These are the questions people want to know. So we'll get Vital. into that. Episode two as well. Um, I had a great time. With you guys tonight, I think episode two is going to be another great time. I hope whoever is listening to us right now, you guys can come back for more. All three uh, of you. All yeah, three of yeah, you. All, all one, my grandma. So, but how can people <laughs> like my grandma get into contact with us? So they can get us all on an individual level. So my Instagram name is 120 clicks. And that is, it's very long. It's all spelled out 120 clicks. Um, that is my watch page. Um, some of the watches that I've been talking about, actually all the watches that I talked about today, you're all on there. You can see, um, you know, like you guys were talking before, the before and afters of some of the watches that I've redone, um, the process of doing my, my watch mods, all that is up there. Um, Joe, what's your Instagram? Mine's longer than yours. It is watch Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, youth, E-U-P-H, watch Taylor youth. That's my Instagram handle, and it is mostly Bulova most of the time. KC, how do we reach you? So my Instagram is time underscore hack 1636. Um, I also have a really small craptastic YouTube channel called Time Hack, where I discuss military stuff, what it's like to be in the reserve component. Uh, so definitely go over there, look at my really awkward uh, watch reviews, check that out. Should be a good time. It is so, It is good. It is a good show. I like it. In addition, um, please, if you're listening, head on over to the show Instagram, which is at the Spring Bar Podcast. Go over to the page. There's, there's uh, going to be pictures of us up, just kind of like our little bios of us real quick, uh, you know, introductions. Um, there might be a few other pictures up by the time this episode airs, but follow us, 
Please. Um, because we're going to be doing some cool stuff on there. Casey, we're doing something a little different than other podcasts. We're going to be on YouTube and Spotify. And I know you're the guy that's handling this side of it. So how do people find us on YouTube and Spotify? So um, for Spotify, you're going to just jump into your regular search engine there. And you're going to look for The Springboard Podcast. And the same thing goes on YouTube. Should be pretty straightforward. And we'll make a better effort on Instagram to help, you know, walk people through how to so we'll have links and stuff yeah right exactly and you can also you can email us at it'd be the spring bar podcast at gmail.com correct and you can hashtag us hashtag the spring bar podcast and what we want what we want to see is your watch and drink shots however please do the watch first, show the watch first, and then show the drink. Because if you show the drink first, and then try to show the watch, you've now poured your drink all over the On the floor. person next to you. Alcohol abuse is never okay. <laughs> Take a moment, save your cocktail. So, we are a virtual bar. We are sitting here as three friends, enjoying our drinks. Gentlemen, one more time, hold your glasses up. We want to get the watch fam together, enjoy a drink with us, post your pictures, tag, hashtag, the Spring Bar Podcast. Let's create this virtual community. Let's enjoy responsibly drinks and watches. But if you happen to make a drunk watch purchase, refer to Casey. You need to post it. We got to see. All right, guys. With that being said, you can't freaking stay here. You don't have to go home. Figure out your life. Thanks for joining us, and I hope to see you again next time. See you later, guys.